This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hey, buddy boo. How are you? How the heck are you doing? I would love to have a little chat, Skipoo, about your relationship with regret today. I know, not the most uplifting subject, but you know what? We talk about decisions all day long, and at some points in this conversation, we got to bring regret into the room because it's a thing. And what we're going to talk about today specifically is changing your relationship with regret. We're going to have more than one conversation about this little bugaboo, uh, but I want to start here because there's a way that I want to invite you to think about regret that is probably different than the way you have for most of your life. So my own personal history with regret is not awesome, probably like most people's. I have been an anxious overthinker my whole life, basically. Um, Weird that I ended up in this job, right? But fear of regret has been a primary driver of a lot of my decisions. Without me knowing it, it became this big, important, automatic step in my decision process at some inevitable point along the way of considering doing something or saying yes or saying no to something, we would come to the point, (laughs) me and the committee in my mind, would come to this point where we sit down with this question in a very stressful manner. Okay, but what if we regret it? You guys, let's stress out about this for a while. And it's an exhausting way to live. It's an exhausting way to make decisions. And whether that's your own personal history or not, I know that you know what I'm talking about. I know you know this. What do I do when this fear of regret comes up? It like pops up in the decision-making process. And I want to give you some really useful, effective things to do when that happens. Because living in fear of regret doesn't feel good. Making decisions driven by a fear of regret doesn't feel good. And it's optional. We have other options. But I want to start us out with this conversation about your relationship with regret. Because yes, we are looking forward at all these decisions. I don't want to regret them. I don't want to regret them. We're looking at our future. But to feel more secure about our future, we have to time travel a hot second to the past. Stay with me. We're not going to like go digging through your closets, <laughs> coming up with all the skeletons. But I want you to think about this. You've set up a system in your life about how regret functions. You, you didn't mean to. It's just this is what has happened. This fear of regretting your decisions is there because one of the committee members thinks it's very useful and it's going to help you. That means... There's a high probability that you're judging or shaming or guilting yourself for some past decisions, and there's a high probability that that feels awful but necessary. And as long as you carry that with you, that system is in place, 
you're going to keep this fear of regret. It's going to keep showing up and angsting you out in decision-making because how you're treating yourself right now about past decisions doesn't feel good. And you don't want to risk more of that. So we're on and on this system goes. Is that making sense? I want you to imagine a timeline. There's past you, there's present you, and like off in the distance, there's future you. You today, your dot on the timeline. You today is trying to make a decision, but afraid of regretting it. When we peel that back and we ask, what exactly are you afraid will happen? There's a big part of your fear coming from how you imagine future you down the timeline is going to treat today you, who's the one making the choice. Why are we afraid of that? Because today you is actively punishing, criticizing, insert harsh verb here, to past you in the opposite direction on the timeline for decisions they made. If you today are doing this to past you, there is a great chance that future you is going to do it to today you. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Are you seeing how this is like a cycle that just perpetuates? Because as long as we are continuing to treat ourselves like this, it only makes sense to expect that we will keep treating ourselves like this. Now, there's a big misunderstanding that happens automatically when it's suggested to us that we let go of regret or we let go of judging ourselves from mistakes. We get very protective of our mm, self-mistreatment. We don't want to stop beating ourselves up. We don't want to stop being so hard on ourselves. We don't want to let ourselves off the hook because we want to make sure we learn our lessons. We want to make sure that we feel bad for things that were wrong or are wrong or ended up wrong. And if that is the case, if that's something you're going through, then I want you to go to episode 36 and listen to my episode on four steps to process making a mistake. That one's specifically at work, but the process works for all kinds of mistakes. But I'm not saying you need to immediately feel better about every mistake you've made. And I'm not saying you should do cartwheels about all of your past decisions. But in order to stop living in this fear of regret and letting it dictate so many of your choices, you do have to be willing to separate your thoughts about your decisions from your treatment of yourself. It's almost like <laughs> you don't have to pretend you love that a volcano erupted. If that wasn't, if that wasn't good news for you, you can keep your thoughts about wishing it hadn't happened. You're allowed to think that. You can keep your feelings of sadness or anger, etc., that it happened. You are allowed to feel that. But you have to draw a boundary when it comes to mistreating yourself, shaming, judging, punishing, guilting, blah, 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 about the volcano happening. Even if you think it was your job to keep it from erupting in the first place and you can see in hindsight all the things you could have done differently to prevent it from erupting, and now you can see all of the things you didn't do in case it did erupt and you're just the worst of all time. I want you to think about where this harsh self-treatment is coming from. Because if we're being honest, it's coming from love. I know, wackadoo, but you're probably being so extra dang hard on yourself because you love yourself. 
because you want you to be happy, because you want you to never have made mistakes in the first place. You want you to never have caused yourself or others harm. You want you to live up to the person that you know you're capable of being. That's so loving. I use this metaphor a lot with my clients. It's kind of like a game of telephone. Remember back in the day when, I don't know, we all had so much free time and we were just sit in circles for whatever reason and someone would have to come up with a, a phrase and you just whisper it to the next person and then they whisper what they hear to the next person. And like 20 kids later, this message that I love you and I just want you to be happy and safe and successful has turned in to this wackadoo message that you're the worst and you've made nothing but mistakes and you're terrible and I'm mad at you. (laughs) That's literally what is happening. It's really, really important for you to know that it's coming from love. Now, psychologically, is it also coming from like your childhood and stuff you learned and like worthiness? Probably, sure. But I want to invite you to just think about this timeline. You have past you, you have present you, you have future you. And you've been sending a lot of energy, probably a lot of negative energy at past you. But why? For the sake of you today feeling better, being better, you being happier and safer and more successful, you people around you being happier and safer and more successful. That's really coming from love. It's just misdirected energy. And my take on this is that you've carried this version of regret with you long enough. This system has been in place long enough. We've done it. We tried it. It hasn't really accomplished anything but you feeling terrible and wasting energy, and it hasn't changed anything that mm, maybe it would be really nice to change, but which it just ain't happening. So how about for the rest of your life, from today you, for the rest of the timeline, you're allowed to have the thoughts, dang it, that happened. You're allowed to have the feelings, sadness, longing, bafflement. Because sometimes we just feel baffled about the choices that past us made, and we, we really literally can't understand them. That's fine. What if for the rest of forever, you are allowed to have those thoughts and feelings, and they are allowed to be separate from your thoughts and feelings about yourself? What if it were possible for the rest of your life for you to be on your own team? Future you present you, past you, all on the same team. I know it's a nice idea, but kind of like difficult to wrap your mind around, right? Because it means probably accepting some choices you maybe don't love. And it means having compassion for yourself and the fact that you're not perfect when you have so many decades of practice just being mad at yourself for not being perfect. I, I, I validate that this is a hard habit to change, but I promise It is so freaking possible. And I have more than one client. When I was writing my notes for this episode, I came up with three clients off the top of my head who have gone through this exact process of consciously deciding to let go of this version of regret that they've been employing, this harsh self-treatment, this judgment, this criticism for their past selves about choices they made with their career, getting a specific degree, 
deciding to do something with their job and their parenting. I mean, most of my clients and I have had conversations about letting go of regret about one choice or another, but I was thinking of these very three specific people. (laughs) You You might know who you are if you're listening to this, but it's really freeing. It's really freeing to think of yourself on the timeline today and to look back at your past self who made this decision. I'm going to pursue this career track. I'm going to stay home with the kids. I'm going to go get this degree now, even though I don't know what I'm going to do with it, if anything. It's very, very empowering to let yourself have many, many thoughts and feelings about those decisions because probably you can see an angle of, well, it must have been the right choice because it landed me where I am today and I love me today and I love my life today even if it's not perfect, you can probably see that angle. But to let go of that negative self-treatment, that negative energy towards your past self, and just feel like, okay, I can be on the same team with my past self. Holy bajoli. When you strengthen that little relationship with yourself and you decide, you know what, past you, I love you and you're not perfect. Can you imagine swinging your attention to the other side of the timeline and looking ahead at future you And being less afraid of how badly they're going to treat you if you, quote unquote, make a mistake. You should see the decisions that my clients are able to make when this fear of regret is all of a sudden changed. When their relationship with regret is all of a sudden different, less fraught, because they're less afraid of themselves. They feel actively more on their own team. I want you to remember that you are the one writing this whole story. You're the one deciding what everything means. And you get to decide if you want to spend the rest of forever feeling like you trust you, you accept you, you've got you. And if you don't want to spend the rest of forever fearing your own backlash, your own self-mistreatment, you don't have to. It's up to you. This is exactly the kind of work I do with my clients in Decision Masters. So if it's something that you want help with, please know you do not have to do it alone. You can book an hour with me anytime at kirstenparker.com forward slash schedule. And we will talk about what kind of relationship do you want to have with regret? What's getting in the way? What past decisions are we judging? What decisions are we trying to make that are too freaking fraught because we're too afraid of regretting them? And we'll make it simple. But I want you to know that you're allowed to have this. You're allowed to have this version of your future where you do feel like you're on your own team. And fear of regret is not driving all of your decisions with this heat and angst that maybe it once did. (gasps) It's going to feel so much better. I am speaking from experience. So I hope this was an uplifting conversation about regret that you had today on your delicious Thursday or wherever you're listening from in time space. I would invite you to spend some time thinking about your past and future selves and really just try on this idea that maybe you could all be on the same team. And like I said, if that feels hard and confusing, I am here to help. I will see you very soon and we will talk more about regret. Get ready. It's going to be fun. Bye for now. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mm, Not so much. 
If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over, or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no, and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites, and an 11-minute crash course video training that simplifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy!